Welcome to a Record Roulette bonus episode. My name is Eamon O'Flynn. I'm joined by Nathan Smith and our guest from our last full episode, musician, singer, songwriter, author, and more, M. Griner. Record Roulette is all about music discovery and appreciation, finding new things that might make you feel new things. We're all Canadian, but our audience is from all over the world, so it seems to me we have a great opportunity to introduce listeners to some great Canadian music. But that's a huge pool to pull from, so maybe let's uh, limit ourselves to the 90s. The album that we talked about with M is from the 90s. M, I think your first album came out in late 90s, right? Correct. Boom. Perfect. Look at that. It's like I I planned it. (laughs) So, Nathan, if you could introduce our audience to one Canadian act from the 1990s, who would it be? Uh, it's a good question because there's, I, I mean, obviously it's sort of of my era, so I'm going to be biased, but I think that the 90s were a really great time for Canadian music in general. I mean, much music was driving a lot of that, obviously, and it sort of felt like we had sort of these secret bands in Canada that, uh, you know, on occasion would get well known across the border, but oftentimes they were kind of massive in Canada and, and that was it. So it was a fun time, I think, for, for Canadian music, and I'm sure the same is true now, but, you know, in my old age, you tend to look back on the 90s as being sort of the, the golden era, but all that to say, um, the group that I, when I was looking through the list here, that stood out to me as a group that I would recommend to others that have not heard them would be the Odds. Um, they're not, they're not edgy. They're not. They're just like a really solid kind of rock pop group that wrote great songs. I read somewhere at some point that I think one of the songwriters had, prior to being in the Odds or in the early days of the Odds, had been in a Beatles cover band and just learn those songs inside out. And I think, I mean, they're not the Beatles, but you can hear the influence very clearly. Um, Just really well-constructed, kind of tight pop songs, very catchy. Um, Good Weird Feeling from 1995 would probably be my favorite Odds album, just littered with great tracks. And uh, it's it's a group that I think that I'm always sort of confused with a lot of Canadian groups from that era, how they didn't become bigger. But this is one in particular that I just thought, could have had that easy crossover potential and for whatever reason just never achieved that success uh, in the way they did uh, here at home. All right. And what about you? Solid, solid. Uh, I love the odds. Um, I wanted to bring Transistor Sound and Lighting Co. to the table. Now, you may say, what the heck is that? Transistor Sound and Lighting Co. That sounds like a company. That sounds like just a company. They maybe advertising for. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this is your sponsorship uh, section. <laughs> they were a band from Winnipeg. Incredible songs. Really kind of dirty late 90s sound, but not grunge. Like really great pop, really uh, distinctive vocals. Um, I only know them because they actually did a version of my big hit Summer Long before Summer Long came out. And it was totally kind of like garage band, but like totally fun little synths and cool distorted guitars. And they just never, because the music business is a terrible place, they just never like, you know, got the accolades. Um, One of the members, Marty Kanak, went on to do lots of stuff with uh, Broken Social Scene and other arts and crafts bands. Um, But yeah, like the writing on that is so great. So I don't even think it's on streaming, but you can, there's a song called anyways, mayonnaise. Um, you could start there on YouTube and, um, just, yeah, relive the nineties like you were meant Mm -hmm. to do. All right. And I'm gonna, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm cheating here. 
I don't feel like I'm cheating here, but I've talked a lot about Hoxley Workman on this podcast in, in previous uh, previous episodes. He barely grabs the 90s. He had an album that came out in 1999 for him and the girls. If you've listened, to, as I said, if you've listened, listened to this podcast, you'll know how much I love him. Uh, the first two albums, I feel like, are Canadian classics, his first two albums. And then since then, he's kind of just experimented with everything. He's been everywhere. He's heavy rock. He's been in pop. He's written for musical theater production. Uh, his m- most recent album is a little bit more folky and actually kind of in some ways um, he kind of reminds me of of you uh, mm-hmm. in that I you know when I when I listen to your back catalog it's just you are clearly constantly moving to different styles and different and, and doing something new and interesting and I don't know if that's that's just I don't think it's necessarily a Canadian thing but there's something I've I've noticed that's very similar between the two of you super wide variety of sounds that he always owns but nothing ever sounds the same um even within a single ep- a- a album usually so i'm not sure who to compare him to he's a unique taste and he doesn't take much to acquire that's all for today check out record roulette on twitter instagram and facebook at our music pod rate and review this podcast wherever you can Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite show. Or listen for free at recordroulettepodcast.com. Music in this episode is from Lemon Music Studio. Thank you for listening to Record Roulette. Until the next spin, goodbye. Goodbye.